you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis, and with me as always is Devin, and we're about to break down Friday Night SmackDown. The first night of the draft uh, started on this Friday's uh, edition of SmackDown, Um, and man, I got to get this out of the way real quick, right up front in the beginning. So uh, the way that my schedule worked out on that day, um, I, I have a night job that I do, you know, along with I, I DJ. I don't want to keep it too obscure and make it seem weird. I DJ at night. Um, and <laughs> what, do you do at night what do you do at night? Right. <laughs> I'm a DJ um, as well as, you know, I, I you know have a bunch of different jobs. But that one came on that Friday and I had a little bit of time before Friday Night Smackdown was going to start. So I, but before I let me start over again. So Friday Night SmackDown, there's about an hour I could see before I had to go DJ. So with um, with that, I decided, okay, let me watch that live, and then I'll come back to SmackDown like either when I get off work or the next day. Um, but seeing Friday Night SmackDown, man, that first hour, it was brutal. And I think with the combination of that and the, how terrible Monday Night Raw was, I just did not have the desire to go back and watch the rest of SmackDown. So I actually did not see the second half of SmackDown. Now, Devin, you did. So we're going to be basically leaning towards you, and I'm going to be yes. reacting. I off did of watch what you, the entire show, but yeah. I, I didn't watch it like in one setting. It was broke it up too, man. The same day, but I just broke it up throughout my day. Yeah, it, it was, it was, and it's funny because I had the opportunity to go and see it, but I think literally just with with the bad taste left in my mouth from Hell in a Cell, and then Raw just being just a, a filler episode of the the, the worst order. Um, going into this and seeing how cheesy this draft went down and the way they organized it, <laughs> I, I was like, "Man, if, if oh, I weren't," I was gonna say it, man. It was just stupid. It was. It was. I'm it like, was what? Stupid. Just, just some of the decisions that they were making. Are you kidding me? I mean, we're gonna go through it all, but just you know, I, I was just shaking my head the whole time and just being like, "What? What? Why? What?" You know, and not for like, oh, this person, why is this person going to the show? It's just the, the presentation, period, which is bad of this whole draft. Like, usually the draft is something I get excited about because like, oh, man, you know, we're going to see, you know, new superstars on or superstars on, on new shows or new superstars getting called up. You know, with now NXT being a little bit different, you know, that the call up process is a little bit different now, too. It's it's, it's kind of like across the board now. Yeah. But um you know, it, it just it was not something to that that I felt excited about as it started going. I just I don't know. I just shook my head and I just felt like this is cheesy. This is, you know, almost unwatchable. And yeah, I decided it was kind of like he was making a joke out of it. Yeah. Seriously, if somebody was just watching this like brand new, 
you know, somebody who was just, you know, oh man, yeah, uh, a sports enthusiast who just like to watch football. So I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what this SmackDown is all about. And they see this, like, they would just laugh. Yeah, they would just laugh. Well, it's funny to take that seriously. They were trying to compare it to like the NFL draft, you know, yeah. when they talked to Troy Aikman and like Reggie Bush and oh, some of these people. Yeah, and I'm like, this is not anything like those drafts. For one, the the, the format is all over the place. It was He's showing the Fox War Room with the robot. Oh, in there. I was my like, are you serious, <laughs> bro? That I think that's the part where I was just like, I'm done. Hey, let's ask that- you this real quick. Oh, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, Did no it problem. seem like they was looping some videos in there in the roar room? Like you just oh, saw it over again? I mean, so I don't know if it was necessarily looped, but it was just so staged and choreographed and goofy for no reason. Yeah. that I don't blame you for maybe feeling that way because they kept going back <laughs> to that stupid camera angle with the, the robot and yeah. just like people who have no idea, like they, they, none of them look like they were actual executives. They just look like no, actors, like all of did. them. Every, especially the USA one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of them were really bad, but yeah, the USA one for sure just felt like low budget, like, you know, found some, some actors, some dealer, not even dealers actors. It was just like people just, just there, just like extras, like showed up and, you know, were just like overly enthusiastic at times overly like trying to overact as if they're really contemplating a, a pick and it was just so random and goofy and i'm like what is it like an actual war room for like an nfl team you know for instance doesn't feel like that it does and and, and again they're touting this as fox executives and usa executives <laughs> making these picks as if they know what's what wrestling what makes for good wrestling or a good brand like come on guys what are we doing like it's just it just it was annoying. It was annoying to watch the whole thing. Oh, man. Um I, I can again, see from your point of view the reason why you was like, you know what? I'm good. I I'd have my appetite with this one. I'm I, I don't need it anymore. I, I just didn't. I just didn't. It was just making me sick. And I'm like, you know what? I just I I'm not going back. I'm not that that second hour. You know what? I can go and find the results online and just find out what happened. So I know essentially what had happened because yeah eventually i was just like yeah let me just go ahead and, and read about what had happened so that's fine but yeah i just to, to watch it to sit there and be like okay i'm gonna experience the th- this cheesiness this that's just making me feel like crap uh you know uh, again for another hour like no i don't need it i don't need it so yeah so i just i, I said no i said no on this one yeah i the way they just, you know, just to add to your point, you know, the way the presentation of the draft was silly. It was hokey. It was totally unbelievable. You didn't, I couldn't buy it now one second. You know, even if I was to show like this to my 11-year-old daughter, even she would start to laugh because it was just a joke, especially the war room on Fox side showing that robot. Are you seriously going to show that robot in there celebrating? I could about getting Roman Reigns, yeah, or, or missing out on a or missing out on another uh, uh, draft from the roster. It like it, it was, I didn't like it. No. I'm just gonna say that it was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. And yeah, even so, let, let's let's actually focus in on on the the picks a little bit now too, just to go into the actual draft. All right. So the format of this was they would have these draft pools. So certain people wouldn't be able to be drafted, right? You only had a certain number of wrestlers that you could actually choose from. And where these pools came from, how it was decided, like who would be in what pool, we have no idea. Right. They just came up with this at random, it felt like. 
the number one pick was Becky Lynch. That's fine. You know, but Becky to Raw almost kind of felt like. I was like, huh? What? Like, yeah. we, Becky's already Raw champion. Of course she's going to be on Raw. Like, we're, we're, we're drafting the champions, too. And it seemed like Becky was getting ready to go to SmackDown by the way that they had been, you know. That was, that's why I was the head scratcher, man. It's, yeah. And, like, she was going to be the face of SmackDown having that, you know, awesome opening with The Rock, you know, having that pre-show uh, entrance as well. Uh, presentation, I thought it was all set up for Becky to be that face of Fox. Yeah, it, it was. But even let, let's just say that, okay, they, they, you know, because that's us looking at the information that they're giving us and saying it makes sense for her to be on SmackDown. Yeah. But let's even just look at it as like, okay, she's, she, they went another direction and, you know, they're, they're going to raw with it. There was still something about it that just felt so, so empty like this was the they had actually already drafted her in the shakeup to raw right so if if you're going to keep her on raw i feel like there's no point in even having her get drafted because we already did a draft not too long ago where she's she is technically a raw superstar so there was just something about that where it made it feel like they're not acknowledging that earlier shakeup that censors a raw in the first place yeah that is just now like oh like if that had never happened, I don't think I wouldn't have had an issue with it. Like let's say Becky was still on SmackDown, or let's just say like she was just on both shows because she was a champion. Like then, okay, her getting drafted to officially put her on one show or another is fine. But when again, when they did the superstar shakeup, you know, after WrestleMania, Becky went from SmackDown to Raw, you know, and now they're doing this, and they said, "Hey, Becky's getting drafted to Raw." There was just something weird about it. And it was the same thing for Roman Reigns. Like, he was the number two pick. Yeah. He was drafted by SmackDown. And I'm like, guys. He, he stays on SmackDown. He stays like, on SmackDown. Right. He's already on yeah. SmackDown. Like, yeah. Like, even I, yeah, I said that. I said that. Yeah. Even uh, when they had drafted Roman Reigns, I'm like, okay, he stays on SmackDown. They just made it a big deal. Oh, he's drafted at SmackDown. He's already part of SmackDown. He's roster. already on there. Like, it just felt so anti- climactic or just like not not exciting because you didn't do anything with with he's he's there's no change at all i mean sure this the the wild card rule kind of goofed everything up to where you know you've got guys who are on smackdown showing up on raw all the time like roman reigns was on raw every week right after he got quote-unquote drafted to smackdown Mm so you know from that standpoint you could say okay well this this kind of makes it maybe this time it's going to be more of a concrete thing where he's not going to be at raw at all and he's officially just smackdown but yeah the, the it's just doing having those two picks again like you said them being so excited quote unquote um as they were it just seemed like but we've seen this guys like this this is a weird pick both of these are weird picks to kind of highlight as big deals because they were already on those shows. If anything, they're keeping those superstars. So, you know, actually draft somebody that you're switching from one show to another so you can get the reaction of us saying, wow, this wrestler is going to be here. That's crazy. But here it's like, she's already on Raw. And with right. Roman, like, they had the right, they had the right pick, which was Becky. You know, yeah, she should go to number one, but it should have been SmackDown. Exactly, because that would have made more sense of like, oh, she's moving to SmackDown. She's the yeah. number one pick overall. Cool. That makes sense. That makes it a little bit more like, wow, okay, what's that going to look like with her now back on SmackDown after becoming, you know, this mean, you know, again, 
she actually was just on SmackDown pre WrestleMania, right? So there's that too. Like she's just bouncing back and forth pretty quickly. But with Fox now being the face of this new look and feel for SmackDown now being the A show, and now she's the first overall pick. It would have made it would have meant more if she had moved to SmackDown. I agree with you there. So, but yeah, my my major gripe with it is that these people were already on these shows, and you just redrafted them to the shows that they're already on. Boring, you know. It's just boring. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, well, whatever. You know, I just kind of shrug. You know, like it's just like all right, whatever. Um, and then the next pick was the OC to Raw, which the rules yeah. I'm trying to understand. Like they said, for every uh, two picks that SmackDown gets, Raw is getting three picks. The OC, okay, you could say Gallows and Anderson are a tag team, so they could count as one. But AJ Styles is in there, too. So Raw essentially got five picks to SmackDown's Well, well they said uh, tag teams count as one pick. Tag teams, right. Like I just said, Gallows and Anderson are the tag team. But I guess he's not in the OC as a tag team. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah, that's, that doesn't work. They're stable. You know, they're, yeah, yeah. But, but they're not they're not a tag team again that that like if if there are two of them that are going to fight for the tag team championship championships, you know, the belts, we know that it's going to be Gallows and Anderson. Right. It's not going to be AJ and, and Gallows or AJ and Anderson. AJ is the United States champion. Like he's he's in a separate group, you know, so like, I don't know, that just kind of felt weird. And so, again, that first round, it's five superstars to Raw and two to SmackDown, which right away you break your own rule around three and two, you know? So even you could say it's four and two. I mean, if if we're going to go with the tag team thing being one, fine, it's still four and two. It's not three and two. So that's kind of like, I can't, that's another reason why I can't take it seriously (laughs) because I can't even track your own rules. You set it up, you put the rules right there in front and then you go ahead and break it right away by, by trying to cheat and have it be, Oh, it's the OC man. Like, I don't know. That was yeah, this draft really rubbed you the wrong way. Dude, I did not. I'm telling you, that's why I was I, I tuned it out after after that first hour, man. Like I just every pick. And then, OK, so the Fiend was the next pick for SmackDown. So the Fiend being the, you know, going to SmackDown. So I'm really confused with what they're doing with the Fiend, because, you know, later on or during the show uh, to figure out who the first pick was going to be, they had Seth Rollins. um versus uh, uh, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns yeah. uh, one-on-one. But then The Fiend interfered, uh, messed with um, uh, Seth Rollins, dragged him down into the ring. And, you know, there's a little bit of, of like, Undertaker-ish type stuff going on with that, with the smoke coming out. And, yeah. you know, he's still messing with Seth, so he's not done with him. But then you send him to SmackDown. So now it's like, okay, is he not going to fight for the title anymore? You just mess with, like, I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm confused by what they're doing here with, with the fiend. Yeah, I definitely get that. Cause I like, all right. When you saw that ending for the Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins match, and you got the fiend interrupting and bringing him down in the ring, you just assume like, okay, they're going to continue their story. And then all of a sudden, Oh, Bray Wyatt is drafted to SmackDown. Huh? That, you know, yeah. The, the beginning of the, of, of this show is just, it was just confusing. One big mess, one big giant mess for the draft. After The Fiend was uh, drafted, then we had Drew McIntyre going to Raw, which Drew Mac- Drew was already a Raw draftee, but we haven't seen him um, on television, period, for a while. Yeah. So them even bringing him up 
that was one thing that kind of made me say, oh, that's kind of cool. The fact that we were seeing him and they're talking about him and they picked him in round one. I'm like, cool. What I didn't like was Michael Cole saying, definitely a future universal champion. I'm like, oh, God. You know, like every time Michael Cole says something about Drew McIntyre, I'm like, you were jinxing this man. Like, yeah, you, it's not, not going like, to happen. Right. Like, I just <laughs> I don't hear I don't like hearing it from Michael Cole. I just do not. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it, the, the one bright spot, even though I, again, it was kind of a lame pick in a way because he's already on that show. But the fact that they brought him up, you know, it was kind of like, well, maybe there's hope that they, they actually care about him. Now, what was funny is that every time they, they finished up a round, they would go to this draft panel, right. Uh, with yeah. Renee Young and who was it? it was Booker T, yep, Samoa, uh, Joe. Samoa Joe. Um, I forget there was one other person there. But the funny thing to me about it was Samoa Joe is sitting there, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, this is this is funny. Like he's he they're having him talk about all these draft picks and like, you know, what, you know, trying to analyze the draft. But like, I don't know, like if I'm Samoa Joe and I'm in that situation, I'm kind of ticked off that. One, like all this attention is being put on all these other superstars, and here I am. I'm a badass, right? I'm supposed to be, a, you know, the yeah. destroyer. And you want me to analyze all these other superstars and tell me how, like, is and he? That's what he did. He analyzed. He, he actually did. did. Yeah, he did it good too. Yeah, he did a good job. But I'm like, but I'm, I'm just, like, that's totally not his character. <laughs> no, like, what? Like, he they just broke. They had him break character. For this whole thing, and I'm like, this is this is weird. Like, no, Samoa Joe should be like, man, I'm better than all these dudes. Why? Why wasn't I first pick? Becky Lynch was first pick, and then Roman Reigns. No, nah, it should have been me. Like, I should have. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I just, I don't know. That that was missing to me. To me, if MJF was part of WWE and he was asked to be part of the analyze, he was just talking about himself the whole time yes. against other dra- people getting drafted. Like, I'm better than that person. Why am I not getting drafted? <laughs> like, exactly. The reasons. That's what Samoa Joe, perfect opportunity. I would have got a kick out of that, but him, he's actually analyzing, doing a damn good job, but still, like, come on, man. It just felt it, weird. It was yeah. like, like you know what? And I got worried about that. I'm like, uh, I I could see him like in the future they could possibly put him in a commentary role. It felt like a retired superstar who was just doing an analysis. Like he's not a part of the company anymore, and he's just there. Like yeah, that's you know, the feeling I got. Yeah, like that, what happened to Taz for SmackDown. Yep. Exactly. Basically, yeah. That that you know what? It's scary that you just said that because that's exactly what he feels like right now. He feels like Taz. It's like he's he's the new Taz now. Oh man, that sucks. Oh, yeah, that sucks. I I hope yeah. that's not the case. I hope that you know the Samoa Joe can somehow like him and Drew McIntyre. That's why I'm bringing him up too, is because you know he and Drew are in very similar boats where they both can talk a good game. They both seem like world championship material. Um, but they don't back it up in the ring anymore. Um, they both just seem to be forgotten now at this point. Yeah. And yeah, it's like back. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm just I, I, I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous for Joe. And like you, like you said, like seeing him there and that commentary. It seems like they're setting him up for for what he's going to be doing later on down the road. Like he's still in his career right now, man. Exactly. And let you know you're getting a foreshadowing of things to come for Samoa Joe. I'm telling you, it was eerie. Like like it was cool. Like okay, Samoa Joe is doing that. He's doing a good job. But it was just eerie because I saw that. Like oh man, this is yeah. Taz all over again. Yep. Yep. 
Woof. All right. Well, round two uh, kicked off with Raw picking Randy Orton. So this was the the first pick. Well, The Fiend, I guess, technically was the first one where it was like we he had never really been established on being on one show or another. So that was the first one where finally it's like, okay, somebody who was going to be, you know, on a new show or newly be a part of a, a, a brand officially. Um, but Randy Orton was the first superstar that actually switched from one show to another. So Randy's been on SmackDown for a while now. So he switched over to Raw. I said, okay, that's that's, that's kind cool. of interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that pick. I was yeah. fine with that. It was um, Beth Phoenix, by the way. The other oh, Beth. Yes, yes, yes. Beth Phoenix was awesome. Yep. So I she was. apologize to Beth Phoenix. Yep. She's awesome. Same here, too. I don't know why <laughs> I blanked out. Yeah, no, she's she's great. She's great. On NXT, one of the best, part of the best commentary team, period. You know, Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah, definitely. Beth, I gotta, Beth is awesome. By the way, I can't wait to talk about NSC. I got kicked out of her about uh, on the commentary team. Oh, with oh the, man. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Men at work? Yeah, oh, we'll talk about that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. That'll be fun. That'll be fun to talk about. Um, but, yeah, so keeping up with this. So after Randy Orton was picked, which we both agree that that was a, that was a good pick, uh, Sasha Banks moving over to SmackDown. So, again, Becky and Sasha seemed flipped that it seemed like what was setting up was Becky Lynch would go to SmackDown and Sasha would be the Raw Women's Champion and be on Raw. Uh, Her losing, I guess, in a way, we kind of should have maybe still seen this coming where if they kept the belt on Becky, you know, that it made sense for her to stay on Raw because she's Raw Women's Champion. And for Sasha Banks, since she lost the the. I guess easiest way to to split them up so that we can change it up and have new feuds would be to have Sasha go to SmackDown. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm still just kind of torn on this pick. I feel like the other way around, I'm just a little bit more interested in that. You don't um, think they're gonna turn her face on SmackDown? I am. I'm not. I don't know what the hell they're doing. To be honest with you, I mean, because we'll talk about what happened with Bailey later on, yeah. you know. But that That's that I'm, I ask. I'm I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it, another kind of subtle thing here is that when she did dye her hair blue, I did immediately think of SmackDown when she first came back to, to oh, WWE. Wow. I did because she's calling herself the blueprint. Uh, she yeah. actually wanted to be on SmackDown a, a couple like years ago when they had done a draft. I remember her like on Instagram kind of kind of campaigning a little bit for a move to SmackDown, but it never happened. So it kind of seemed like foreshadowing there a little bit with subtle, again, with her hair and the blueprint uh, uh, nickname that she's given herself now that eventually she would be on SmackDown. Um, so now taking the the Becky going to SmackDown, shoulda, woulda, it didn't happen. Taking that out of it and going to just taking it for what it is, I, I am interested to see what Sasha is going to do on, on SmackDown. Like we said, face heel. I, I would think they would want to keep her heel in the beginning at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see because it might be that beyond her with Becky now officially on raw, um, I'm thinking Charlotte is probably going to end up again, based off of, of stuff that happened later on that night. I'm thinking Charlotte's probably going to move to raw too. So, so yeah, just the faces in the women's division on SmackDown is getting kind of slim. Um, yeah. So something's gonna have to happen, but um, yeah, we'll 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 see. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit more and in, in, like the state of the women's division uh, once we get to the the uh, women's championship match that happened on SmackDown later on the night. Um, but moving on through the draft, so Ricochet to Raw again, kind of a meh pick because he was already there. Um, Braun Strowman to SmackDown was kind of a, a nice switch, I thought. Yeah. 
Um, it was one that during the the again the shakeup I thought was going to happen then right after WrestleMania where he would move to SmackDown. They didn't do it, so now doing it. I guess Fox, you know, is you know probably we're like, oh, we want some of these big guys. Um, so Braun Strowman and legit, I think, yeah, I think that's a good opportunity for Braun. Yeah, I think that that is that is. I do like that that move, just shaking things up a little bit, and you know, being on uh, the the national television stage and, and getting more eyeballs on him. I think that could help him overall. So I do like that move for him. Um, also, too, just to go back a little bit to the Fiend, um, we we talked about like there was a rumor that Fox did want the Fiend on Fox, legit, like not just that fake boardroom BS that they were doing, you yeah. know, people getting excited, but legit the Fox uh, brass uh, liking the fiend, wanting him on Fox. And I, I do think that this draft kind of solidified that that might've messed with the matchup at hell in a cell. Just my opinion, just like reading between the lines and seeing everything mm-hmm. that probably what was supposed to happen initially was Bray was supposed to win the title at hell in a cell. But with Fox wanting the fiend, they probably just decided let's go a different direction and switch this out and have you know that crap ending that we got just to keep the belt on Seth because the fiend was getting ready to go to SmackDown anyway. Then there's um, ways to do that. Then there was so, well, Undertaker because then you know all right you got the fiend moving on to another story and that can right. carry that on the SmackDown. And and also too, I mean, Undertaker. Like when I think of the Undertaker in terms of brands, yeah. I do think of SmackDown a lot for Undertaker. There's just he has a lot of of history with SmackDown, like The, the Rock yeah. also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Undertaker being you know just again in my mind just a such a mainstay on SmackDown. If you're gonna make that move to put the Fiend there, then a Fiend and Undertaker on a SmackDown feud would have been kind of interesting. Um, you know, but they didn't do it. It is what it is. But I just wanted to make that callback since we're talking about Braun potentially being wanted by Fox. I think the same thing uh, kind of got uh, illuminated here with the draft, with the Fiend getting drafted officially to the Fox brand. Um, so Bobby Lashley to Raw was the next pick, the last pick of the second round. Um, you know, again, just not really like, OK, it is what it is. He was our part of, already part of Raw, so. So there's really no change. So through two yeah. rounds, we had what was it? It was the Fiend officially being on a brand. Uh, we had uh, Randy Orton switching to Raw, so that was two moves. SmackDown getting uh, Sasha Banks, so that's the third, and then Braun Strowman moving to SmackDown. So four out of the what is it? Ten picks were actual brand switching of brands or establishing a brand finally. Yeah. Um, again, just lackluster, man. Like it just didn't. It, nothing here was like, oh my god, this is crazy. It's just like, blah. Yeah, the third round was, which was the, th- the last round, right? So the third round, uh, we had Alexa Bliss getting drafted on her own to Raw, but that would get fixed up later on in the fourth round. We'll talk about that. Uh, Lacey Evans uh, going over to SmackDown, so that was a switch there. Um, kind of interesting for Lacey Evans to move to to the SmackDown brand. Um, Raw, that probably is the big one here, Raw getting Kevin Owens. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens moving over to the Raw brand. So that'll be interesting. I think, I think that's, that's good for him. It's good for him. Biggest move of the draft. Um, I guess if let's say Seth Rollins stays on Raw, which I'm I'm anticipating he will. Um it's it's I mean a, a eventual Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins feud potentially with how much they'd seem to have invested in Kevin Owens with Shane McMahon and 
you know, just uh, it, it seems like a logical way to to go. If you're not going to have him go against the Fiend, um, potentially going against Kevin Owens is another main event type guy that he could go against. Now they're both faces, so we'll see what they do. But um, I think I could see I could see that, and I I hope that Kevin just gets right to it. He gets right to that main event scene and not waiting around. Or hell, if it's not going to be Seth Rollins, another one would be AJ Styles. I think that'd be kind of interesting having Kevin Owens versus the OC uh, with AJ Styles, kind of messing with him. I think that could be good. Maybe yeah, feuding for the be good, yeah, yeah, even feud for the US title. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, but he needs to have a major storyline and be, have it be for a belt one way or another. I, I'd be real cool with that. Yeah, man, same here, same here. I think I can go with uh, probably with AJ and Kevin Owens. I can't go wrong with. Can't go wrong with that one. Yeah, just the entertainment factor there alone. Like AJ has been just so damn hilarious, you know, with the with his um, little antics with the OC and just like him being punch drunk after it being knocked out by Braun, yeah. and then Kevin Owens just naturally is like funny and charismatic too. So I, I can foresee some really funny things happening, and just the matches too, and how creative they both are in the ring. Just great moves, great back and forth wrestling. Like it, it would be fun. Yeah, man, same here. I, I can't disagree. Like, what, 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 what? Kevin Owens, I think. Do Do you think he'll go straight to Universal? You think, like, could he go straight to Universal because what Seth Rollins is doing right now? Well, I think he could, but I think you know, just even talking about it right now, I kind of see maybe a clearer path for him to go for the United States championship. Okay. Because again, they're both him and Seth are both faces. So a more traditional face heel matchup that could still kind of push him um, to a major feud right away would be against AJ Styles. So I think that kind of makes more sense. Um, but yeah, they, they could, they could yeah, go that way. What could. feud does he have now since, you know, Bray and you know I'm pretty sure Seth Rollins is going to be drafted a Raw so right right without Kevin Owens let's say just for Seth I mean <laughs> we keep saying Drew McIntyre we keep saying it and it's right there for them if they want to do it he was picked in the first round that means you know to me if you if you pick someone in the first round you have to have some major plans for that for that person so. Drew would make a whole lot of sense for Seth if it's not going to be the Fiend. And I would love it. He takes the belt off him. Dude, I would love it if, because I talked about this with Rey Mysterio, with maybe the Fiend costing Seth Rollins the belt, Rey Mysterio became champion. If that happens with Drew McIntyre instead, then I'm happy. You know, honestly, I don't care how Drew gets the belt. Just give that man the belt. <laughs> Somehow, some way, I don't care what it is. As yeah. long as at the end of it, Drew becomes universal champion, well-deserved. It's about damn time. Now let's go. Let him be just the, the Scottish psychopath again and just just be this just awesome, brutal champion that we know he can be. Like, I, I want to see that. I want to see it. So, yeah, that. It, yeah. Again, it's right there for them. Do I do I think I they're going to do right. it? Man, I don't know. I hope I don't, you're right. I hope you're right. I hope he, he'll just surprise Seth Rollins and go straight to work with him. Yes, yes. Unfinished business with the, the whole Shield thing, and now he destroyed the Shield, but here's Seth Rollins with the Universal Championship. Yeah, let's go, man. It's time. It's time. 
So, yeah. So uh, where were we? We were at round three. So the Revival, right after Kevin Owens got picked to Raw, the Revival got drafted by SmackDown officially. The SmackDown Tag Team Champion, so it makes sense. Um, now, one kind of bittersweet part of this, though, is it splits up the the group that he that they had going on with Randy Orton. Yeah, man. I was like, damn, that means uh, it's over. It's just like that. Just like that. Just it's over. like that, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sucks. That sucks. As much as I like yeah. the move for Randy Orton going to Raw, like him being split from the Revival as they were just starting to establish themselves as a stable, it just that sucks. I. I it, it was so disappointing that it was for real. I was so disappointed in that when I saw that. Like it was cool that Revival got drafted, but you know, but it, I was instantly disappointed. Like ah, oh, so no more, you know, no, no more FRKO. That, nope. that is done. Yep. Beneath. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it, it's 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 unfortunate, you know, because they again they were becoming, you know. They, the the tights and the logo and everything yeah. and yeah like the the RKO the RKO machine I think is what they were calling that move um, you know I, I was just all about everything that was going on with that with that group like we talk about factions yeah. not really being a thing in the WWE it's, you know, it's not a thing man they I'm gonna say it they suck at factions they suck at it they can learn from AEW they they've had some of the the greatest factions in in wrestling history i mean nwo you could argue is probably the the biggest one but dx was like man like that that really was one of those like you know transcender factions right yes yes that transcended wrestling that people outside of wrestling knew dx you know were doing crotch chops you know and telling people to suck it like it was just like all of that the t-shirts were cool no matter you know regardless so yeah but nowadays it's like they just don't like the oc is the closest thing, and maybe the new day, and neither one of those can you put on that same level as anything we just said. Oh, see the way they've been booking them, they've been booking them like just weak, like they're a joke. You know, they gave Carl Anderson, Lou Gallows the titles, and then what in a couple of weeks they lost it. Yeah, never ever came close to challenging getting those titles again. No, nope, not giving a real chance to get them back. Nope, mm-hmm. yeah, so. Yeah, factions, they just they seem not to they can't build them up anymore. They're not good at it or they don't care. I don't know. But either way, that is the end of another one. So Randy and the Revival are no more. Um, Raw at the end of the round, round three, picked up Natalia or retained Natalia because Natalia was already there, um, which splits up Natalia from Lacey Evans officially. No more of that, which thank goodness I am done with that feud. We are um, done. Yes. Done. Done. For sure. Done with that one. Um, so round four uh brought us the and so you said on television the last one that they showed was round three. They didn't show round four? No, no, no. They showed round four. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just yeah. trying to make sure. Okay. Um, so round four, we have the Viking Raiders that got picked up uh first in round four by Raw, uh, which okay, you know, that's again, they were already there, so yeah, it doesn't know Raw. Yeah. And then SmackDown picked up Lucha House Party, which I'm like, really? They're still <laughs> come on, guys. That should not be a pick. On there, like even Michael Cole try to sell me all that, you know, just try to sell like, oh, it was a big deal they got with Lucha House Party. Oh my god! I yeah, no, no. I'm glad I didn't hear that. Whatever, man. It's <laughs> like, man, just move on. Seriously. <laughs> oh gosh. So then uh, we had Nikki Cross get picked after Lucha House Party, which if you were going to have Nikki Cross get picked by Raw anyway 
and she's part of the one half of the tag team champions. Why are you splitting her up from Alexa Bliss? Yeah. Like, what's the point of that? Just, Just to make it clear that because they're a tag team. They're a tag team. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do that, you might as well have SmackDown picker just to say, hey, you know, like, we're splitting them up. Like, like Raw wanted Alexa Bliss, so SmackDown or a Fox is going to screw with USA by drafting her tag team partner and splitting them up. Like, you could have done something like that to really make it be like, oh, so these two these two sides are competing and they're now messing with each other's picks, you know, and messing with each other's belts. Or whatever. You know, well, the women's tag team championship is on both. That's another thing, too, I guess. Since it's not like the Raw Tag Team Championships, right? It's the the uh, the Women's Tag Team Championships, which doesn't have a brand necessarily. Like, it, does this mean that only on Raw they're going to be defending the titles and the titles won't be on SmackDown, period, now? Well, they did say, I remember, what was it, the blue carpet they said? I think uh-huh. Alexa mentioned that they're going to defend it on Raw and SmackDown, but they didn't mention NXT, though. Okay. They didn't mention all three of the brands. I that there was clear on. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see how they play this out going forward. But yeah, that's just kind of a, a note now. So I guess what this means is that Alexa and Nikki, let's say they're not champions, they would be on Raw. But as tag team champions, they technically could show up on Raw or SmackDown. And maybe in the future they mention NXT at some point just to, right. to acknowledge that. Um, so yeah, that, that is, that, that seems to be where we're at with that. Um, the next pick heavy machinery for SmackDown again, I think heavy machinery has pretty much only been on SmackDown short of, uh, of maybe a handful of times here and there they've been on raw, but they're official on SmackDown now. And the last pick, uh, round four and of this first round of the draft for raw was the street profits, which my heart kind of sinks a little bit <laughs> for the street profits. I have to say, I'm like, this is the beginning of the end. It was, it's been great. Ooh, do you it's think it's a nice oh, ride? It's the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end. Oh, it's man. not good. I you want, know what's probably going to happen? I want to see yeah. the. I, I want to see, you know, the the bright side of this. Like, all right, no, I don't see it. <sighs> yeah, it's raw. It could be. I don't know. I think it could be worse if they went to SmackDown. Because it's Fox, but since it's USA, it's three hours. It, it's it, it's potential. That's how I gotta look at it. They don't care about tag team wrestling. Period. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Damn, they don't care. You're right. You're right. So this is over. <sighs> like, probably what's gonna happen is they're gonna split them up at some point, you know, or they just yeah. won't be on television. Or the the most immediate thing that's probably gonna happen is that they're gonna stick to what they've been doing, where they're gonna be hype men. And they're going to keep doing that, even though they got just just got drafted. Like they literally still won't get matches. Mm-hmm. That's that's my probably my my most immediate fear. Of what I think is going to happen. You, probably the most realistic thing. You're can probably right. I'm not going to even disagree with that, man. You know, because in the past you, you've been calling out these premonitions, and you've been like ninety nine point nine percent right. Well, here I mean, so Alistair Black is awesome. He's barely been on television. If he can't get matches, I'm sorry, the Street Profits, man, it, it, they're going to be hard-pressed to try to get matches with guys like Alistair not getting on television as much. Um, I mean, EC3 was completely buried. Like oh, he's yeah. he's done nothing. 
you know, it's just been one after another, but specifically the Alistair Black one, like we, we joke about the therapy sessions and how he's just been cutting promos. I mean, they, they are, I feel like the Street Profits have a little niche thing that they do that WWE is going to be comfortable to keep, to have them keep doing, doing. And it's, it's like, maybe they have a match, maybe for like that, for like this coming week on Raw, they may get a matchup. Yeah. They may actually have a match in the ring. And after that, they may just go right back to them just cutting promos again and just hype and being hype men. Like, I really see that happening. I really do. And I, I hope I'm wrong on that because the Street Profits are awesome. The crowd is so charismatic. Of- you know, even even the crowd is starting to notice them. So when, even when they get shown on Raw, there there's a small pop for them. There is. And just I would love to see, like, just – People with the red cups in the raw arena, just like going nuts for them, just like they do in NXT. I would love to see people get that hyped. I feel like, you know, they, I don't know that WWE is going to allow that to happen because WWE is not good at striking while the iron is hot. You know, they usually when a new superstar comes in, you know, they they just like wait and wait and wait. By the yeah. time they finally show yeah, that superstar, it's cooled, off, it's it's cooled off. Yeah. So. And it, and I thought things were, were supposed to change with – the WWE creative, especially Paul Heyman, supposed to be the one behind the wheel, but I'm not getting a sense of that anymore. I'm not saying it. Nope. You know, I'm not saying that. Maybe when we first heard about it and we saw we saw some of these subtle uh, imprints from Paul Heyman, but now I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's 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 not looking great. That last raw, especially, man. Yeah. It just feels like uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was sure. telling you earlier before before we started recording, I vaguely re- remember about it now. Oh, I've I've purged that from my memory. It's, <laughs> it's like gone. I don't need that at all in my memory banks, man. That raw was awful. It was just awful. Just again, just filler. It's a filler episode that really meant nothing. You know, the the Ricochet and Apollo match is the the thing that I probably remember the most, to be honest with you. And that match as much as I respect both of those guys, I didn't like it at all. So, yeah, yeah it was just a bad show. Yeah, man. That's, man. Uh, it, it's, it's just what we got to deal with right now, man. At least we got some uh, alternative. We do. We got an alternative. And, again, we're going to get into that here in a little bit. Uh, but just to cap off, so we went through the draft. We went through each round. Uh, round two of the draft is going to be on Monday Night Raw uh, coming up. So, We'll see what happens with guys like Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar and some of the other superstars there. Um, but to finish off this this uh, recap of SmackDown, just to go through what had happened um, match by match, and we're going to take some of these uh, really quick. I'm just going to just rattle off some things that happened. Um, Seth versus Roman Reigns. Again, that was the beginning of the, the show to figure out who was going to get the first pick. We talked about The Fiend interrupting, dragging Seth Rollins down, Seth escaped the the hole in the mat, um, and the fiend just kind of you know stood at the rampway taunting Seth. That counted as disqualification. So Seth Rollins technically beat Roman Reigns in that matchup by DQ. Um, so that was that. Uh, we had King Corbin versus Shorty Gable. Uh, officially now he's Shorty Gable. They showed it on the Tron. Uh, Michael Cole graphic. Uh, yeah, they had the graphic on there. Michael Cole called him Shorty Gable without any protests on like last week where he was telling, admonishing Corey Graves. Well, no, uh, Greg Hamilton 
for announcing him as as Shorty Gable. He was like, how dare he? How dare he? Well, now apparently Chad Gable is okay with it. And so, you know, Michael Cole and everybody is calling him Shorty Gable. So that's fine. Uh, King Corbin ended up winning that matchup uh, with an end of days, a wicked end of days that was, you know, I, I like that King Corbin won that matchup, but I really don't care about this feud. Um, I just think that if I think they should really work towards building Corbin. Um, if you're going to have him be this king and you're going to try to build him as this heel, damn it, have him win some matches and really yeah. look like a, a badass. Like, let, let's let's get this going because I'm getting really irritated with seeing him being playoff as a joke. With The Rock, it's fine, you yeah. know, because it's The Rock. It, it's what it is. But what's good for him, he has some heat. You know, and yeah. He, let's use that though. Use it. Is he could be? He could end up being like a really good heel if you just have him use the heat that he has in the right way. Because I don't think it's go away heat anymore. At a certain point, it was, but I think with him winning the King of the Ring and the way that the crowd is reacting, there was actually one crowd that was cheering Corbin during that King of the Ring, which was kind of weird. It was like a bizarre world type of situation. It wasn't the whole match, and it wasn't like a big section of the crowd, but it was enough. Where I heard it, I'm like, are these people actually cheering for? I think it was during the triple threat where they were actually che- there were some people cheering for Corbin, so that, that kind of weirded me out for a little bit. Um, but uh, King Corbin winning this matchup was was good. He actually came out with a shirt that was it was like a brand new design with like a lion's head or something and gold. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, they've changed his shirt now. Slowly but surely, they're going to give him wrestling attire. Nope. That shirt was gone, and he just went back right to his uh, what did G, the G Unit tank? G Unit, right back to it. Uh, so I'm like, oh, come on, man! Like that, it, it was. I was digging it. I'm like, let's let's have him look more like a, a king or like royalty with the gold, you know, in like work into his current attire. That uh, I don't cool. think that's gonna happen. <sighs> that's that's not gonna happen. You're asking a lie. They need he needs some some work with his attire. Like it, it's fine having the like you know the 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 robe and the, the crown and all that, but you need to do more with like his wrestling gear because that is still just like that. It's just boring. Yeah. Um, anyway, and yeah, Shorty Shorty Gable lost it, the first match with him having the officially being called Shorty Gable, and he lost. Uh, it's kind of funny that they would do that with the rebranding of Chad Gable, like that first matchup for him to lose. But I did like the win for King Corbin, I, I got to admit. So that's that. Um, we had Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez kind of having a little bit of a face-to-face. Brock Lesnar uh, and Paul Heyman came out first. Paul Heyman had this long uh, promo about you know Brock Lesnar and what he does with fear and like how he conquers his fears. Um, you know, yeah. you laughing, man. So yeah, he had a dress in the 2010 match. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. It was, it was, so what I did like about it was it helped to show why Brock Lesnar would feel the way that he does about Kane Velasquez specifically. Because they did show the pictures of what Kane had done to him. It would have been, I mean, you know, images are one thing. If you actually see the video or see it happening right in front of you, I think there's more impact. But for me, because I didn't see that fight. So to see Brock and just the look in his eyes when, you know, Kane Velasquez is basically ground and pounding him um, during that matchup, it's like, okay, you know, I can kind of see it. And the, the funny part was um, Kane Velasquez, when he came out on the ramp with Rey Mysterio, uh, he had mentioned he's going to give him a matching scar for the other side of his cheek. Yeah. And sure enough, there was a scar. But it I was. feel like 
Is that a real, was that real or was that, because I've never noticed that, that mark on his face before. So I almost feel like maybe they did like a makeup job to try to accentuate the scar more because maybe, I, maybe, maybe I've never noticed that on his yeah, face. Same here, same here, but he did, he did cut him up though. He did. He because in that, in the photos, you saw that cut and then they showed Brock's face and I'm like, okay, that's there. So, but I don't know. It just seemed, I questioned it for a second. Like, did they do a makeup job to put that scar on his face? And when he was rubbing it, I swear it almost looked like it smeared away. Yeah. Uh, but then they cut the camera back and it was still there. So I'm like, okay, maybe it is real anyway. Um, but the, the line was cool because again, you see the scar and, you know, Kane, you know, tells him, yeah, I'm going to put a, 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 give you a matching scar for the other side of your face. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm still not excited about the match. I really could care less about crown jewel on a whole but um, but you, you know, know what? I do like this for Brock, though. It kind of adds to his character. Like to me, this is like this is like the first time me seeing Brock in the actual story because they're actually using a real life uh, past uh, event for uh, from involving these two competitors, Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar. I mean, we've seen Brock in, in storylines before, though. Like, like this isn't. I mean, there's been there's been a. When you say his first time seeing him in story, you mean since he's like come back from that long hiatus when he was away from WWE when he left, uh, like uh, after that Goldberg match that he had. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Because the okay. Goldberg just felt. I don't know, man. The Goldberg, like the, first, the Goldberg match, the first time, not not the more recent Goldberg match. Oh yeah, yeah, when he, the first time. When he quote unquote left for like the the football. He was going to leave for the NFL, and then he went to UFC after that. Like then he had that long hiatus from from wrestling. So since then, you're saying this is the first full storyline that he's that he's had, like true story. Yeah, man. Because even with like when he was going against Roman Reigns or even Seth Rollins. I, I didn't. I wasn't getting like a, a rivalry or a sense of a story. It just felt like a match that you just, you know, you just have to uh, get. You just have to finish with Brock Lesnar. That's all it felt like with uh, with me. But with Cain Velasquez, you know, and then you got Paul Heyman explaining the reasons why he fears him and breaking it down pretty good too. It it it, it works for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just uh, I don't like this feud because it kind of disregards all the the wrestlers that are that are there, honestly. And you're just giving this UFC guy, yeah, you know, uh, the the title match, and it's like, but what about all the guys that have been there? And you know, you I don't know. You got like guys like Tyson Fury making these jokes about Braun Strowman, like how many heavyweight championships you won. And for me, it is kind of it's it, it's shitty that. That is the case. And, you know, it could be it should be Braun versus Brock at some point here, you yeah. know, for, for the title. But instead it happened is possibly going to be on the same brand now. So I would hope by WrestleMania, we're talking about a Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman matchup. Um, I would I would hope that's the case because it damn sure ain't going to be Kofi even after what happened. You know, it, it's just. Kofi, I don't know. I mean, maybe because this is where um, what I saw is is like I didn't see what had happened on the show. So maybe something happened with Kofi during this matchup with the OC. But from what I'm no, saying, he got, a, he got a clean win on AJ Styles. Trouble in Paradise. 
So, you know, there's that, but, you know, it's just the path for Braun Brock seems to be clear as long as Cain Velasquez doesn't end up winning this belt um, at Crown Jewel, which I'd say zero chance to that because Crown Jewel is not canon. It doesn't count. So they're not going to do any title changes at that that card. It's not happening. So coming back to now, he did sign – Cain Velasquez did sign a – like a – I don't know if it was a multi-year contract, but he is signed with the WWE now. So if this doesn't sound like it's a one and done, it sounds like he's going to be around for a while, which kind of makes me groan a little bit more because it's like, okay, if Cain Velasquez, like, I hope Cain Velasquez is actually going to be someone that I enjoy watching. But again, it's just this UFC guy who, when the little bit that he did in the ring with Brock, I just didn't do anything for me. I know he's had some matches past, you know, in, in the past. Um, and so he's not completely green but i'm just i'm just not i'm not excited about this not like with ronda you could see it clearly like ooh, like ronda's actually she looks good in the ring from the jump you know whereas with kane i'm like i i just i don't know i, I really question it for him um but we'll we'll see what they do are you are you gonna watch crown jewel or no i i'm 50 50 at this point to be honest with you i'm not even okay. gonna lie i'm not even gonna lie i'm 50 50 i think um if Something gets announced for the fiend to show up at Crown Jewel. I'm probably more likely to see it because I'm curious where they're going to go from here with the fiend. Because I, I still really love that character, yeah. even though they almost just messed it up completely with what they did at Hell in a Cell. I'm rooting for Bray. I want to see him do something. Um, but outside of that, the matches that they have advertised. You know, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. I could, I could give two shits about that. Um, you've got Tyson Fury and Braun, which Tyson Fury looked terrible on Raw. Yeah, big punches that he was throwing. So I could care less about that. Um, like I said, Cain Velasquez against Brock Lesnar. I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. So though that group of matches right there, no, I, I would say no, I'm not. But if they announce something with the Fiend, yeah, potentially I would just to see what he does. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to watch it like Netflix style. So I'm going to watch what I want to watch, you know, mm-hmm. certain matches. I'm not going to watch that whole thing, the, the entire Crown Jewel or yeah. pay-per-view in its entire format. No, you know. I mean, I probably won't be able to catch it live because of the timing, too. Like, it's not going to oh, be yeah. time like, like normal. I think it's going to show like at 2 o'clock or something like that. Usually, yeah. In the afternoon yeah. is usually when they do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Time zone difference. Yeah. I'm just not there. I'm not there with with Crown Jewel. Um, they they got to give me an, an idea that they're going to do something. Like for instance, let's say they said that Seth and the Fiend were going to wrestle again. If they do that, I'm thinking the Fiend wins. There's no way that they have the Fiend and Seth wrestle again and have Seth beat the Fiend or have some other junk ending. You know, so I would anticipate. Okay, I'm going to see this with the with the thought that. The full confidence that Seth's going to win. Now, re- reasons why I think that won't happen. One, The Fiend now is on SmackDown. So it seems like it's just it's it's unrealistic to think they're going to move the Universal Championship over to SmackDown because Brock is going to be on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Too, so that's not going to happen. Um, but it would be something like that that would make me interested in watching uh, Crown Jewels. If they can announce something that makes me think, okay, yeah, The Fiend is going to do something major, win a championship, or you know, some of the other superstars are going to like beyond what, what we know, like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura or AJ Styles, they're going to have some cool matchup or something. They need to give me something. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
See, I, I just can't. Yeah, uh, on on, uh, on the crown jewel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just not that it's not that interesting of a pay per view. You know, no. it's, 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 it's like it's, it's non canon. It doesn't count. It's it's a filler pay per view, basically. You know, we have we have filler episode of Raw, and now Crown Jewel is officially a filler pay per view. Right. Again, nothing of significance is going to happen. I probably just watch one match, and that'll be the not the Tyson Fury, but the Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez. If if I can make it through, but I'll see. We'll see. It's probably going to be a short match. That's how Brock Lesnar matches are. Man. Yeah, we'll see. I just I don't I I could care less. I could care less at this point. Um, but again, maybe with the build up a little bit more, and maybe you know we'll see. But I, I I'm not there. I'm not there. Um, all right. So then, yeah, the new day went against the OC, and they won. So again, I did not see that match. So why don't you give us a little rundown on this? What do you think of that matchup? Uh, new day and OC. Yeah. Uh, I gotta talk about the. The presentation for for Kobe, you know, just seeing him, Kofi, yeah, Kofi. Oh, why well, I say Kobe? I did. Yeah, Kobe. Like Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kofi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Uh, Kobe. What happened? <laughs> so he he's he's back with New Day again. You know, he doesn't have the WWE Championship, but it just felt like he was just back in the fold, like. He has those pancakes, though. Yeah, slinging them pancakes. Like, he just never – it felt like he never was the champion. Yeah. I actually felt like. Like, like it was just like – To be honest, I saw them in the back when they were doing the their normal intro, yeah. and I didn't notice that. I'm like, Kofi seems like nothing had ha- – like, if, if I had not – let's say I just tuned in right here to wrestling, yeah. I would never have known that Kofi just lost – the WWE championship that he had been holding, they'd been caring about and like, oh, I'm going to be one of the best champions. And then I just lost in this like really embarrassing way. You would not have, have known any of that from his, from the way he was back there with pancakes. So I'm just like, yeah, this is, I don't know. This is never happening again. Yeah. Do you think they get split up? Ooh, um, they always tease that, but no, I would say no, honestly. Um, it, this is one of those times where it would I could kind of see it. This is probably one of the more realistic times because it feels he, right though. It to just about that up. time to split them up. Man, but that I think that's the end of somebody if that happens, honestly. If they split like let's say they split Kofi up from the new day and like you have Kofi on SmackDown because he's all in that graphic. So it would make sense for Kofi to be on SmackDown. Yeah. The New Day are now on Raw. I mean, I just I'm, I'm trying to picture what that's gonna do. I I think Kofi's screwed in that situation. I think so I think he needs New Day. I, I think so. To I stay think relevant, he needs New Day. I I think so. I really do. I think so. I think if he splits up, because I, look, I I love Kofi. I think Kofi is a great you know superstar. He seems like a great person, honestly. Mm. Um, but there's something with the way that they just squashed Kofi that tells me they just don't really care that much about what that did to him. I think a lot of other superstars in that situation, they give them a longer matchup. They give them a couple more minutes. They give them something. And the week after they at least acknowledge it and have that wrestler acknowledge it and have that wrestler say, Hey, I want a rematch or something for them to just move on. Just do a promo or something about it. 
Yeah, like feel or again, it's like it didn't have like they're, they're just not going to talk about the fact that he just got beaten five seconds. Yeah. I mean, Paul Heyman talked about it just to troll a little bit more and to build up Brock. But they don't have Kofi from his standpoint saying All I saw like, was a, a happy man just having a platter of pancakes, getting ready to serve him to his fans. Telling you, it's it's it could be a, it, that if they split him up from the new day, that could be a wrap. That could be it for him. Like in terms of just being relevant, you know, he could just be another guy that just kind of shows up every once in a while, which would be just awful. So he becomes a journeyman in it. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. He could be like that gatekeeper, like Cesaro, mm. essentially. Mm. Like, he'll be that guy. Uh, he'll never see that WWE championship again. No, never again. Nope. You might as well put him over there with Jinder Mahal. You know, <laughs> Legit. Just showing up in the back, running. He, you, know, you know what's going to happen? You know that the, the line of people that are always running after the 24-7 championship? Yeah. Oh, bro. Oh, no, 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 man. Chasing after. Don't say all that. Trying to say, get those. Oh, man. I'm, not, I'm just, hey, why isn't he acknowledging losing the championship? You're talking about why? fall from grace. Yeah. That's 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 Vince McMahon saying, hey, Kofi, you know, I mean, you had your run, but uh, now we got to move on. So we can't have you say anything about Brock Lesnar because we got Cain Velasquez coming in. But, you know, you'll get you'll get your opportunities. You'll get your, you'll get your <laughs> So, uh, you know, we, we're going to have our truth run in. So why don't you just join that group for a little bit, have a little bit of fun, smile, throw some pancakes yeah. while you're chasing after the 24-7 championship. You know, it'll be good entertainment. Right, right. Maybe, like maybe you and our truth could bounce it to each other. Bounce it. Oh, yeah, you know. Then our truth get to break the record on you. Hey, everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like you said, fall from great. Oh, my God. Yeah, that can happen. That can happen. Oh. That's awful. That's awful. Man. I can't believe you said that though. You the one that oh, said yeah. that. I'm just I'm telling you, like, I'm just I'm just speaking from my 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 heart. I'm just I'm letting it go. Like I'm not I'm not overthinking it. I'm just this is what first came to my head when when I'm thinking about where Kofi is going. And literally those are the two like I could see legit him just just being there. Again, just another guy, either as a gatekeeper. Or doing something silly like being a part of the 24-7 championship chase now. You know, like something – if they split them up. If they keep them together, I feel like it'll be different. Like they'll try to pick Kofi up, you know, and try to have him go after – you know, maybe he does move over to Raw and now he's trying to get the Universal Championship. Maybe that happens, you know, instead of him trying to go against Brock Lesnar. But that's going to be a hard sell too because Seth beat Brock twice. Kofi got destroyed by Brock in five seconds. Yeah. Now you want me to believe, and I know even in sports, you don't want to do that kind of math where it's like, well, if this guy beat this guy, then that's how it should go. No, but the perception here, especially in wrestling, like it's all story, you know, it's, it's the story we're telling. You're telling me that this guy couldn't last five seconds with Brock Lesnar and he's going to try to chase the championship of the guy who beat him twice? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't work. It's gonna be a hard sell. Yeah, it will. Hard. Well, I don't know. They just need to have Kofi get away from that man. That that pancake throwing. Yeah, yeah. Because you just their perception, man, and that's just not working for for him. Yeah, especially now. Before before he was the champion, sure, it's fine. The new day is having fun. It's cool, but now. 
especially the Randy Orton storyline with him and Randy kind of getting real personal. And then you couple that with him losing the championship now and he's still throwing pancakes. Yeah. Like nothing happened. Nothing happened. No. That that's positive. No. No. That no. That that's gonna get him right in that twenty four seven championship chase. You keep doing that, and Vince is gonna yeah, you're funny. Just like with Dean Ambrose, like you're the you're the you're the funny one. You're you're weird, you're wild, you're crazy, like and wanting Dean to do all these or John Moxley, I should say, to yeah. do all these crazy things and goofy things. And John was like, Man, F that. Like, that's not who I am. Like, you just think I'm an idiot. Kofi's gonna wind up in that same boat where where Vince is gonna be like, We just want you to do we want you to be that fun guy, that that comedy guy, you know, and the 24-7 championship, that's really all it is. And it's working for our truth. So what what's to say Vince is not gonna look at it in the same man, you would fit in perfectly with that since we have nothing else for you to do, quote unquote, they're just being lazy. You know, let's go ahead and put you in the twenty four seven championship chase because damn it, you're you're fun and they're fun. So yeah, it makes sense. Wow, the entire new day might be in that chase for all we know. Oh no, no, not Big E. Oh my god, dude, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I cannot see that visually. I cannot see that. I pray we running around the ring chasing our truth and just chasing for the twenty four seven championship. I pray we don't see it, but man, it, it's just, again, it starts with them not acknowledging, not having Kofi acknowledge the Brock loss to, you know what, we don't, we, we're, we don't have anything for you. So, you know, let's see what else we can do and just throw, throwing all sorts of people like Ricochet could end up in that. Honestly, I mean, he kind of was, is already kind of slowly getting molded into that group when, when the, with the whole uh, Mike Canellis uh, feud and fight that they had. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just, the New Day, because of how, you know, charismatic they are and fun they are, like, it's not far-fetched to think that they're going to start throwing them little by little into some of these goofy storylines that they have. And eventually, yeah, the 24-7 championship. Man, uh, I, I, I don't want to think like that. Let me, yeah. let me think positive thoughts. All right. All right. <laughs> let's, let's try to will something else in existence. I'm I'm with you there. That'd be cool. It's just I again, I'm just I'm I'm looking at it. I'm reading the tea leaves, and you know, they're they're telling me something that I don't want to see, but man, it, it, it's it's all right, sir. Put your fortune cards away. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, again, like I what I want to see happen is I want Kofi to just be like, you know what, I'm pissed off, you know, and maybe have some humility a little bit like I, I lost and I need I need I got some work to do and try to build himself back up to getting into that championship chase versus I'm going to sling pancakes and act like nothing happened and just use the power of positivity to get me through, you know, these these whatever I'm going through like that. No, you, you need to go the other route, like show some anger, show some 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 like frustration about what happened and and want to get your belt back you know so yeah it's like i mean you know what that's a great seg- segue of the <laughs> oh well yeah actually that is perfect so let's talk about it so the 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 next matchup and i think what this was the main event of the of the show it was all right so we had a rematch for the smackdown women's championship we had 
Bailey going against Charlotte Flair, who's the current champion. So, yeah, again, I didn't see the matchup. I do know what happened. So why don't you talk about it? Let us know what happened. Oh, man. So, you know, Charlotte comes out looking like a million bucks coming out, you know, SmackDown, 10-time women's champion, walking down the ring, entering the ring as a queen should. All right. And then we go to Bailey entrance. I got to ask you this. All right. So before I get into the details, I'm just going to ask you this. Did you think they was going to do a character switch for? Oh, uh, man. On this episode, I... Mm. Did you anticipate Did you anticipate one? Or, like, well, you just thought it was just they were just going to keep on doing the same, you know... When I, when I heard about the matchup, and especially the way that it ended, the way that uh, their Hell in a Cell matchup ended, I did anticipate maybe at the ramp. And again, I didn't see the entrance, so I'm, I'm just saying this live now because I still don't know exactly how this happened. But my thought would be she wouldn't be looking necessarily to the crowd saying, oh, do you want these Bailey buddies? Do you want these? I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. Right. Like that part, she already was saying, you know, she was telling people to shut up yeah. because they were chanting, you know, nah, nah, controlling <laughs> her. you know what I'm saying? So at this point, yeah. screw you fans because you know, everything I've done for you and you're here making fun of me and like saying all sorts of nonsense to me. So screw all of you, you know. And so in this entrance, my expectation is like some things would have to change in terms of how she was, again, trying to be portrayed as the hero and the good guy still, but with like slight heel tactics. So that that was my thought. OK, OK. All right. I just wanted to see, you know, what were your thoughts on that? All right, so uh, going back to Bailey in her entrance, she comes out, Bailey theme, you know, the whole, you know, coming out all fuzzy, all fuzzy, warm. But she's coming out with this jacket with the hood on. And I'm like, okay. And she stops at the beginning of the ramp. The, the smile went away. She's looking dead serious, bro. Mm. All right, she zips down the jacket, unveils her new dark jet black hair now it's cut she got rid of that pony ponytail it is gone she's gonna have that brown hair that is gone it is dark black <laughs> okay. yeah yeah, yeah. dark black kind of mid short probably just below her chin so she definitely uh definitely uh cut it short all right next part she takes off the jacket. She goes over towards to the wacky inflatable tube guys. Get pulls out like this pickaxe, whatever, and start one by one slashing them down. Like Ooh. literally just killing the Bailey character right there before your eyes. Damn, okay, I like that. Yes, each one. Slashing, slashing one, slashing one. Charlotte just looking. They they showed her. They showed the camera. Charlotte. She's just looking like eyes kind of just poked out. Just looking, you know, serious. And and Bailey just walks down. You know, they they don't they don't hear any new music yet. But she just walks down, looking serious, brand new attitude, man. And I'm like, wow. And this is and and I this is what I wanted. You know, I, I know we kept on talking about the the Bailey character. What are they going to do with it? I said, I think they need to go with the whole Io Shirai. You know, how we how she kicked it off of NXT, how she was his face, and she did a complete 180, changed up the music, changed up her, her look. 
uh, this is basically what Bailey did. She 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 killed her character right before your eyes, which I thought it was poetic. You know, like how many wrestlers get to do that? I think you saw Bray Wyatt did that. You know, he killed the old Bray Wyatt character. Uh, now you got Bailey, just you know, the happy go lucky that is gone. No more of that. No more hugs. No more hugs, not from her, because she is just aggressive, vicious. Uh, that's how the match was. It, it, she was just, and she was willing to win by any means. She was. It was one uh, pin attempt. She had put her foot on the second rope again, but luckily Charlotte kicked out because the ref didn't look, di- didn't see it that time. So if Charlotte didn't kick, she would have won. But. Mm. But this this match was good. It was physical, very aggressive, especially from uh, Charlotte as well. They're both just slapping each other around, hitting each other with bows. Uh, you know, you got Charlotte doing moonsaults uh, from, from the top rope and then from the apron onto Bailey when she was on the floor. It, it, it was just exciting. It was a great main event. And what was and what we got, what was a shocking win. Uh, when we got like a small package ro- cover from uh Bailey, got the one, two, three, and she got her title back. Yeah, Bailey got her title back, and then then her new music hit. And I'm trying to live, it was like some some rock, some alternative music. Like, I'm like, oh shit, we got a whole new Bailey now. Badass Bailey can't don't mess around with her because. And I think she's going to be a SmackDown champ for a while because the way she got that, she's like a total badass. Man, that that's – gosh. I, I feel bad not having seen oh that now, actually. <laughs> you missed like, a good one. It just it, – it sucks that the show just drained so much out of me to the point where I was just like, I, I don't even want to see that. Because I, I saw that Bailey won. I saw the new look in terms of the the haircut short and the jet black hair. Yeah. Didn't hear the uh the new music and didn't see the entrance with her destroying the uh, inflatable uh the Bailey buddies. So didn't see those parts. But uh hearing you describe it right there, you know, I felt like I was I was witnessing and I was experiencing that with you and it was just like, man, okay, that's cool. And I actually on my phone uh pulled out I saw a, a quick clip of her destroying the uh then the Bailey buddies with the pickaxe, yeah. you know, which was a cool visual too. So I really like that. Um yeah, like I, I'm 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 really happy to see because I did think that, you know, post the the Hell in a Cell matchup that they would at least give it one more shot to see uh if a heel Bailey would work. Um I didn't see it going exactly this way and like completely going with new music and you know, a new entrance and yeah. like destroying her character. But it's very fitting, like you said, the way that she was destroying those those Bailey buddies. It's like literally destroying her character, killing the old her and creating something new. Uh, so I really like that. Um, I did see a snippet of Charlotte's uh, reaction too, which she was just like, oh, like she just quietly left the ring. That's what it was, which was odd. Yeah, that that's. That's cool, man. Like showing Bailey that that respect yeah. for, for what she's going through, and you know, just this whole transformation, I think, is good. It's it's you know needed for her, 
And hopefully, you know, when she gets on the mic and she starts talking like she she even doubles doubles down on it and and uh, gives the crowd a piece of her mind um, and just just commits to being healed. Um, now, what we, we, we talked about during the draft was what this means for, you know, Bailey and Sasha, because Sasha now being on SmackDown and Bailey's the SmackDown champion, but Bailey being, you know, more so a heel heel versus just like she was trying to protect her friend. Now it's like she's pissed off, you know, about what happened to her. It'll be interesting to see if they decide to keep Sasha heel or have Sasha turn face in some way. Um, I don't know. I really don't have a prediction on that necessarily because I could see it like they're both heels at this point. So you could see them teaming up a little bit in the beginning. Um, now, going forward, it could be something where Bailey turns on Sasha and that gives way to Sasha becoming a face. And, because I, again, and I can see that. I And I will call that, too, because I don't see this Bailey being friends with Sasha. I don't even trust this Bailey. Right. Exactly. For real. Exactly. She, <laughs> she is just as liable to stab Sasha in the back as Sasha was to stab Bailey in the back. And and again, with the with the way they're going with this, yeah, probably it will be Bailey, you know, ended up turning on Sasha at some point. Um, so I like that. I like that a lot. And they don't really have, you know, any like because again, we're anticipating Charlotte probably gets drafted to Raw. Like that that happening. So if you have Charlotte and Becky Lynch on Raw. Um, in terms of faces for SmackDown, unless the return of Ronda Rousey, which we haven't talked about, uh, is true and potentially Ronda going to SmackDown, maybe that's something that could happen that, you know, then Bailey is going against yeah. Ronda, which would be kind of crazy. Oh, but man. I feel like so that that would be one way to flip that, although Ronda going to Raw to go against Becky Lynch in a rematch also makes sense, too. Real quick, uh, you know what I forgot to mention? I forgot to mention Bailey's post promo. Okay. It completely slipped slip my mind. Oh, okay. Uh, so after she won, win the belt, she's celebrating around the ring. She's on top of uh, the commentary table holding up the belt. Then she gets in the ring, grabs the mic, and she, said, and she says, hey, bitches, wow. screw all of you. Drops the mic, leaves the ring. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. I see that's that's what again needs to happen. Just commit to that heel character. Like she's got me interested. She's got me wanting to go watch SmackDown, check out that promo for myself and see it and just just witness that. Like that that's something that can that can make me kind of excited about wanting to see what happens. So yeah, I like I like that. I like that. Um now again, going back to what we think might come in the future for for Bailey and for the women's division on SmackDown, um, you know, we still don't know where superstars like Ember Moon are going to end up going. So that's another person that has immediate history with Bailey that could, they could end up having her go against. Uh, Carmella, we still don't know what's going to happen with her. So that's another potential face that she could go against. You know, as long as Carmella is not going after the twenty four seven championship. Um, you know, it's just Asuka and um, and Kyrie Sane are both heels and they're both, you know, the women's tag team champions. So um, they they, um, you know, we'll see what what happens there. And I just realized that I was talking about Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, but they're they're not tag team champions right now. It's uh, Kyrie Sane. And, oh, yeah, that's and right. Yeah. So just thinking about that, for, uh, apologize for 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 our listeners. Yes. Uh, Kyrie Sane and Asuka are tag team champions, not Alexa Bliss and um, 
and uh, Nikki Cross. So the the draft, yeah, they are, I guess, just on Raw now. And it would be Asuka and Kyrie Sane that can jump from brand to brand because it's, you know, it's it's not the SmackDown Women's Champions Championship belts. It's just the WWE Women's Championship belts. So we'll see what happens there going forward. But, um, yeah, there's just not too many face singles wrestlers on SmackDown that, you know, on Bailey's level necessarily that you can say, okay, this is the clear opponent for her right now. No. Short of Charlotte staying on SmackDown, but I, I doubt that. Yeah, I see Charlotte going to uh, to Raw and then, you know, and now possibly I I don't see why to do Sasha Banks versus, you know, Bailey. Probably yeah. that up somehow. Yep, yep. I can see that. I mean, Lacey Evans just moved over too and she's still a heel. Um, exactly. so yeah, Sasha Banks yep. turning face that that would make that would make a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. And again, maybe Ember Moon because you know that would be a cool like. Oh yeah, yeah, rematch. I don't mind rematch. saying that because now you got mm-hmm. this aggressive ass Bailey now. Yep, to go against Ember Moon and you, yeah, it would be a different matchup. And it one would. That, you know, I, I would want to see. I would want to see again now be, with this change. I would want to see it for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this was an interesting ending to SmackDown. Again, experiencing it from from your telling it right now, you know, it made it really interesting. So I want to go ahead and check that out and see, you know, see it for myself, see Bailey's whole character change. I like the direction for her. Um, I was not a fan of the immediate heel turn. I liked the idea of it. But then when she actually came out and was cutting the promo, you know, kind of still trying to appeal to the crowd. I was just like, this is weird. I don't, I don't like this at all. So fully committing right now with this turn. I like it. I like the sound of it. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to go for her moving forward and how her entrance will completely be different mm-hmm. now that, you know, she's got this, she's, she is committing. Um, is it going to be on the level of EO Shirai for me? We'll see. It sounds like it has that potential, right? but EO, you know, that that's yeah. just, Man, she's, she's on doing his something else right now. Yeah, so that that's. But hey, we'll we'll give Bailey that chance now since it seems like she's showing us that commitment to this heel character and and you know the promo at the end. I I think that there's potential there, and I'm more excited this time around than I was before. Yeah, man. Who knew that? You know, we'll get a legit heel a heel Bailey now. So it's exciting you know, to refresh her character and to see, oh, you know, what she'll be able to do with it. You know, I'm just excited, just anticipating, you know, all the opportunities she can do, especially what we were talking about before, like with Ember Moon. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what the weeks uh, ahead bring to us. But that is it for the SmackDown recap. Uh, any final thoughts on SmackDown before we call it a show? Uh, you know, it was, I don't know, man. It was an okay show or not. I'm being nice. I'm being generous. It was the only thing that was cool was you know the main event match. I say that the women did their thing. They shined on that. The draft sucked. <laughs> I did not like the draft. It sucked. Yeah, um, I'll let you, you have know, that one. The just, just uh, you know, I, I broke it down why I thought it sucked. So I'll leave it at that. Um, this last part with Bailey. Um, sounds really interesting. Um, I, I, I really now looking back at it, I, I, I'm still feel justified in not having watched the second half because of how bad the show was. 
And that's unfortunate for Bailey because I'm sure I'm probably not the only person that that tuned that out at that time with just the drafting is as crappy as it was. And, you know, how many people probably missed, you know, the the term for for Bailey, given how bad the show was. Um, But now having heard it, I do have that that desire to want to go back and see that now and check out SmackDown again next week to see, you know, how they continue it. So there's a little bit of momentum. It seems like they ended the show with that's positive. So that's good. Uh, And word of mouth, of course, will spread. And of course, the pictures are everywhere of Bailey, you know, with this new look and the championship back. So I think that'll help uh, viewership for next week to to get people excited again, because if it would have just ended with the draft and this match didn't happen. Yeah. People, people would just be like, I don't care at all about seeing SmackDown next week. So good on that. Exactly. So, so good on them for sure on ending on that note with Bailey as a heel champion yeah. beating Charlotte Flair. That was um, a ten time champion, man. That's a that's not a bad rub when you think about it. It's not, it's not. But now, I guess the one thing that I will say, and I know we were just getting ready to wrap up the show, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Charlotte, so Becky Lynch brought up this this point about Charlotte Flair oh, yeah. when they when they had to sit down with uh, Miz. <laughs> Um, Charlotte said, I'm a 10 time champion. And Becky said, yeah, but my, your, your championships, guys, what was the word she used? She said, your championships are plentiful and, but mine are meaningful or something along those lines. That's what it was, you know, and, and it's true. And like, just the way that Charlotte lost this after just winning it to me, it kind of like, I don't know, it, it does diminish a little bit. The whole idea of, oh, it's so great that Charlotte is a 10-time champion, going to be 11-time before you know it. <laughs> like, But she's losing matches. Like, she's losing the belt like a week after she won, two weeks after she won. Like, come on. Like, I don't know. been in the WWE like four years? Yeah, and she's won the championship 10 times and <laughs> lost. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. There's something about that where I'm like, I don't know if it really means as much as it should, you know, given that you've, you know, you, these title reigns are super short. Like that's just, that just seems like they're just rushing to get her there to Rick's Rick's. You think that hurts her character? I think it does, honestly, because that was my first, to be honest, when I first heard that Becky won, my first reaction was, damn, Charlotte lost the belt already. I don't know. This whole Queen of All Eras thing, like, there might be a little bit of an asterisk on it to say, yeah, the longest title reign was how long? Because, you know, again, 11 times, that's cool and all, but how many of those title reigns were actually meaningful, like yeah. Becky said? So I think there's, there is there is something to that to say. It doesn't have that weight when you when you just lose immediately after winning the belt. Like, it's just... It's Quality just- over quantity. <laughs> yep, yep, that's right. One hundred percent. I'm on Becky's side, and I'm I'm Team Becky when it comes to those title reigns for sure. Hers is a game changer. With Charlotte, it's just patent stats. You know, it just feels like okay, we're we're it's 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 right there with the twenty four seven championship when it comes to just like having the multitude of title reigns. So I'm I'm joking a little bit there. It's a little bit more meaningful than that, but still, it is kind of like ah, come on now, like. Who cares? You 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 you've won it that many times, but it just we see what you're doing. You're just trying to get to the record. We're just you're just trying to get her to the record, and I don't know. I don't know. It's record, yeah. That's all. So you think she will be the one to actually beat it? 
I mean, our truth is beating it, but I don't think they're gonna. No, they're not count. They're gonna they count it as a count it. Right, yeah. right. So yeah, Charlotte will beat it. She's going to beat that record. She will. So okay, yeah. Because I, I think uh, what John Cena tied it. I think he's gonna stay tied. I don't think he wins the title again. Yeah. So they're gonna give that to his his daughter, Charlotte. Yep. I think Charlotte will be the one to break the record. Yeah. Yeah. Probably break that within what two years. <laughs> at this rate, <laughs> at this rate, shoot, twenty twenty is gonna happen. Uh, win it maybe man. two more times. You know, <laughs> between now and WrestleMania, she'll win two more times, and you know she'll be what a third, twelve? No, she's ten time right now, twelve time champion by mid twenty twenty. Yeah, gosh, that's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, Charlotte, she is definitely gonna break that record. It's just, it's, it's there. It's inevitable. All right, let's cap it there for the SmackDown recap of the draft that they had going on on this last Friday night edition of SmackDown. Um, So we will catch you soon in this NXT AEW recap we're going to record here in just a few minutes. But for now, I am a feast. With me, as always, was Devin. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.